This is the Razorback Podcast, produced on the campus of Arkansas High School in Texarkana, Arkansas. Now, here's your host, Demonte Jameson. While COVID-19 has shown no signs of slowing down anytime soon, many people have found comfort in playing video games. Near the end of the horror show that was 2020, Sony and Microsoft revealed the next generation of video game consoles, the PlayStation and the Xbox Series X. Millions of gamers around the world rejoiced, excited for something to help pass the time while being stuck at home all day. There was only one issue. Once the console was released, they sold out. Immediately. Poor planning and COVID-related causes led to consoles being a rarity. While more were eventually made, every time a retailer gets stock, they sell out in minutes. So what's the problem? I sat down with someone who's been dealing with this issue since release. My mother. I am here with Crystal Lee, my mother. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Let's get right into it. So how long have you been trying to get your hands on a PS5 and how difficult has it been? I believe I start looking maybe in November and here we are in January and still no luck. So it's been pretty difficult. All right. Why do you think it's been so difficult to find one? Well, first of all, PlayStation is a very popular game, as we all know. Um, And of course, every time a new console comes out, it's very hard to get one. And the ones that are out first, they always have defects and stuff. So sometimes it is better to wait. But PlayStation is just a popular game. And I think that's why it's hard to find one. What are some methods you have tried in order to possibly get a PS5? Uh, I search online just about every day, bestbuy.com, gamestop.com, walmart.com. And of course, walmart.com gets them every now and then, and they sell out in literally 30 seconds. Yeah, they do. How do you feel about the malicious scalper activity that has made it hard for other people to get the console by those same people buying it for retail price and only using it to to sell it for a higher price to desperate consumers? Um, I think it's unfair to children who are game lovers. Um, I think you're taking away children's childhood. You know, it takes so long to get one that by the time they get one, they're not excited about it as they were when it first came out. And I just believe it's very unfair because, hey, they for kids. Why would you want to beat children out of money you know because of course the parents buy but we buy it for the children so yeah i think that's so unfair it's a good point um have you talked to other parents about their difficulties on getting the console and if so how do they feel about the entire ordeal are they having as much trouble as you actually um a guy I seen on Facebook, he uh, actually found his son one, and I inboxed him, and I asked him, you know, if you happen to run across one or see one online or anything, call me, let me know. I'll ship the money, but he's also looking for another one for his older son, which he still hasn't been able to get, and he's way in Plano, Texas, so as you can see, in different cities, it's absolutely hard to get him anywhere right now all right um you have any final comments on the situation i do um i actually i love uh the playstation network i enjoy watching my children play the game and hopefully sooner than later i'll be able to get one maybe two i need three and all so hopefully i'll be able to get one by february i'm hoping for that too um thank you so much for um interviewing today 
While many find it impossible to get their hands on a brand new console, there are some fortunate souls who have gotten to experience the next generation of gaming. We spoke to senior Walker Dowd about his experience with his shiny new PlayStation 5. Okay, Walker, my first question I have for you is, how long after the PlayStation 5 was released did you actually manage to get your hands on the console? Well, it was released about November, so I got it on Christmas, so I say about a month or a month and a half. A little bit more than that. So did you get it on Christmas Day or did you get it before then or did you, it was like one of those like presents that was like right underneath the tree? It was a present I didn't know about so it was actually a surprise. On Christmas morning, that's when I got it and got it out of the box and started playing it. Gotcha. Um, do you know where your PlayStation 5 came from? Like, did your family buy it from you for like, from like Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon? Did you possibly may have acquired it through like a third party source? I acquired it from Walmart, straight off the uh, the shelf okay. in Little Rock. Gotcha. How much do you think your family spent on the console? Like uh, everything said and done, I think they spent MSRP about five hundred bucks. Do you think that the price that they paid was worth the worth the hype for everything? Do you think the five hundred dollars was too much, too little, or do you think it's just perfect? Um, I think five hundred is like a good price for it to buy for. But I think something like 450 would be a bit more justifiable. Yeah, because you kind of feel like it was maybe too much, just yeah. a little bit. It's not like a gigantic upgrade, but it is a big up upgrade. But it's not $500, like half of $1,000 worth. Gotcha. Do you believe that COVID-19 played into how long it took you to receive your console or the availability of the console? Um, yes, because it, there's already regulations on like getting into the grocery store themselves and how many you can have. So it'd be slowed down to get the stock in anyways. So yeah, I think COVID had an effect on it. Okay. Do you think that if COVID had not played into your experience with getting the PlayStation 5, that you would have wanted it as much? I think I would have wanted it still either way because I've been wanting it since I found out about it about two years ago, about it coming out. And my, I think my last question I'm probably going to ask, ask you here is, if the PlayStation 5 had stayed unavailable, like zero consoles anywhere unless you're wanting to pay like $1,500, $2,000 for a console, and say it was like that for maybe like close to a year, would you have still wanted to get the PlayStation 5 or do you think you might have jumped ship to another new console? I probably would have waited for the PlayStation 5 because most, a lot of games on the PS5 you could play on the PS4 anyways, not a lot of exclusives. And I kind of got a little bit of a bias against Xbox to begin with anyway, so I don't think I would have switched over. Well, I know with your family, you know, money may not be an issue when it comes to acquiring the console. But other than yourself, why do you think it's so hard for people of Texarkana and anywhere else? Why do you think it's so hard for them to get their hands on the console? Well, a big problem with it is scalpers. And there's no, like, on Walmart and Best Buy, when you buy the console, there's no, like, are you a robot or anything to stop anybody from getting in there. So a whole bunch of like automated things can just go in there and buy as many PlayStations as they want. It's a big reason why people will buy them. And then the people that, the few people that do get one sell it for a lot more. And that's why it's so hard to find one for an affordable price. How do you feel about the people that take advantage of those systems and are kind of manipulating the system, especially against people that are suffering because of COVID-19? I think it's terrible. I mean, if you're gonna, buy something from somebody that some kid could have in their house or some somebody that doesn't have the advantages that other people have 
you know, it's really terrible because people are already dying to begin with and people losing family members and they just want something to lighten up their day and then you take it and sell it for a profit of, what, 500 bucks. This is really immoral at the end of the day, in your opinion. It's terrible, yes. I am here today with my fellow RTV member, Evan Burton. How you doing today, pal? I'm doing fine, DeMonte. How are you today? I'm all right. Let's get straight into it. So, how long after release did you get your Xbox? Um, I think I pegged the Series X as for uh, release around November, and I didn't receive mine until about a week or two before Christmas. My uh, family was really getting uh, antsy that I was going to go out and try to buy one for myself. You know, they really wanted me to get something nice this year for Christmas, but they didn't want me to do it myself. So I actually had it given to me about a week or two in advance, so I didn't, you know, buy one. Hmm. Um, did you ever ask your parents about how hard it was to get the Xbox? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my brother, who was actually the one that gifted me the Xbox, but I mean, my dad chipped into getting it. He, um, he talked about how he was just like shopping like Walmart's and Nash, uh, Best Buy, Walmart. You know, he was, he was stretching out as far as like hope. You know, he was mm. trying to see if anybody like within like the four states area even had one. And, you know, fortunately they did. Hmm. Well, I mean, how are you liking it so far? Oh, it's pretty nice. I mean, uh, there's not a lot of substantial differences that I can tell at this moment in time, considering I don't really have the, uh, like the kind of viewing uh, opticals that I kind of need for it, you know, because it's uh, yeah. it, it puts out a true 8K and it plays in 4K. I don't really have a 4K TV at the moment, but as soon as I do, uh, I'm sure I'm going to see a significant difference in just like how crispy like the FPS is, the beautiful clarity and the graphics. And, you know, I might even, you know, just say that it's, you know, a, an amazing console. But at this moment, I mean, it's definitely way faster. Download times are like significantly quicker. And, and I'm just generally impressed by the console. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to look great once you um, really get it with the kind of sources you need for it. Yeah. Um, now, it's undeniable that the two competing consoles are two of the most popular commodities just in general when it comes to entertainment. But the Xbox, for the most part, has been just slightly more available. Why do you think that it's a bit easier for someone to get their hands on an Xbox than it is a PS5? Um, a main thing I kind of contribute to that situation is one of two things. Uh, one may have been that Xbox uh, kind of maybe planned ahead on how they were going to do the release model. Mm -hmm. It kind of seemed that Sony had like a misfire with uh, the launch. I don't know if you heard about the whole uh, pre-order fiasco that they had where there was only a limited amount and they were sent out in emails and it was a mess. Mm -hmm. Xbox Series X didn't really have a misstep with their pre-orders. But I'm pretty positive that they knew that their pre-order count was going to get overwhelmed. So I think they planned ahead a little bit better. They went ahead and got in touch with their local distributors in each state maybe and just made sure that all the stores that they needed to get consoles to got them at the exact times that they did. But as far as being more available in Texarkana, I'm kind of just thankful. I'm thinking it's kind of more of a chance thing than it is you know, set in stone because nowadays if you try to go up there, they're not even selling them in stores. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just kind of thanking my family and you know the walmart representatives you know for making sure that that was something i could secure how do you feel about the scalpers going around and buying the consoles for retail price and reselling them for a higher price i just think it's despicable it is literally some of the worst scalper like behavior i've seen since like like yeah i don't i know it's like before our time 
you know when like the Tickle Me Elmo doll came out in like the 90s and like people were like buying and reselling them for like ridiculous prices? Yeah, I heard about it. It's disgusting because I mean like you're not only taking advantage of like people that are like, oh my gosh, I have to have this console. It, it's, it means the world to me. Mm-hmm. But you're also taking advantage of these like poor and like middle class families that are just trying to provide their children something nice for Christmas or not even for Christmas, just in general. And you're just making a mockery of it. You are taking it for capital gain and you're laughing in people's faces as they scrounge up eight, $900 to pay off this ridiculous resale price you're sticking on this console. And it's just, it's abhorrent. I hate it. And I, I really wish that anybody that is going through and just like using like these bots and stuff to like buy up like 20, 30 consoles at a time. I hope that at some point that it can be a punishable offense because I know at the end of the day it's not illegal, but it it's it's disgusting. I I completely agree. Um, now this whole ordeal really really does remind me of back in 2013 when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One originally came out. This didn't happen. Um, I remember getting mine like first day, Christmas day, even with the games and controllers and everything. Um. This this wasn't an incident that's like you know been that that that's had a history of happening. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I definitely see some parallels, but yeah, to the to the scale that it's at right today, you know, the console inavailability thing wasn't really that much of a problem. I mean, of course it was a problem for the first couple of you know days and weeks that it came out. Yeah, but it was like stuff that was balanced out because the pre-orders were like so large. Like, they had so many uh, consoles that were, like, available before, like, it was even released. Um, personally, I didn't get my Xbox One when they came out in 2013 until, like, the following year. Because, you know, that was just, like, economic circumstances. My family wasn't really doing too well. But it wasn't, like, if I wanted, if I did, if I wanted one before then, I could have got one mm-hmm. easily. It wasn't, like, a I had to prowl Walmarts in my area until they fortunately had gotten a shipment literally the day that I called them and they had them. It, it was just like they were available, but you just couldn't get them. Also, um, my mom said in her interview, as soon as, um, and this is, this is with anybody, as soon as you try to order on the store, it literally sells out in seconds. That shouldn't, that's not normal. Um, I even heard things about bots going in and like, you know, just bypassing all, all of the, credentials and stuff you have to go through to get it and that eventually just affects that affects like the whole process of buying it for other people and it's selling out so fast oh yeah i mean i could definitely see how a lot of uh not only just like walmart and just like your basic like supermarket places they're like third party like companies they're like sale integrity is just being like attacked Mm -hmm. like i mean it's becoming so much easier nowadays for just people that are you know in it to make a you know a pretty penny on just like these new consoles that aren't even really interested in getting the console for themselves they just want what comes with it uh like we weren't at this point technologically where it was this big of an issue back in 2013 or not 2013 2016 or you know it was 2013 yeah yeah because it was seven years ago eight years now what something i think that's really that's like what as to why this hasn't happened in 2013 and why it's, and why it's happening now, simply because of the growth of, basically the growth of pop culture and the internet in general. You, you know what I mean? Like um, back in 2013, there wasn't there wasn't like as many. It maybe maybe you could say it wasn't 
as accessible to people you know you know like certain circumstances like youtube twitter maybe that's like really influenced people on wanting to get these consoles more than it would back then because back then those websites weren't as popular and there they it wasn't like such as a main source as it is now in terms of like really looking into that kind of stuff oh yeah it seems like kind of like twitter and instagram and all these other social media websites they've kind of become like the forefront of like where all information is coming from because mm-hmm. like you know in 2013 like the landscape with getting your information was like oh you know such and such he's like a representative or he's like a he's like an insider at xbox or he's yeah. an insider at sony you know he was the one that was spilling out on this information but we have like hundreds of thousands of people that have these connections now that are out on these platforms just outing all the information that they can uh, i'm seeing like people who are in on like the truck deliveries on these like uh, stores and mm-hmm. like on uh like delivery services they're like oh this certain company may be getting a big shipment of these consoles on this day and they're going to be limiting this many amount of purchases to a person our inclination for each uh for like for different people to dispel this information as fast as possible has really come back to haunt us because we thought back then i was like man i wish we could get this information out to people quicker you know i wish people more people knew how to get the console and you know it kept the the console numbers up yeah and they were never sold i mean there were some times where they were sold out in certain places of course but it wasn't to the degree that we're in today but i mean other than just people you know like nefariously buying consoles and selling them to kids for like a thousand dollars i mean we are in you know we're in a pandemic year it's it's probably one of the worst times to be trying to get a new console you know manufacturers are having to limit how many workers are in there building consoles and assembling them at a time you know they're having to limit how many people can be there so they can pay them well you know there's a lot of factors that are going into it yeah that 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 might be a a cause of um the shortage of production in it because you also got to think about um, a lot, a lot of these companies can have the same the same amount of, amount of workers there as they could before. Maybe they don't. Maybe they can have the same amount of resources, um, or you know, the tools they need to even build the consoles in general. Maybe there's a shortage of truck drivers. Like it's it's a whole it's just a whole lot of things that factor into this happening at this point of time. I think it's just it just happens to be bad timing. Um, and it's th- that is the fault of no one because you know we can't really you can't really control a pandemic. No. Um, logically speaking. I mean, there's only there's only so many, you know, like, so many ways you can circumvent, like, the backlash of a, of a pandemic, you know. There's, there, it, it, there's only so much you can do. Like, the only thing I could really compare the situation we're having right now to any other kind of, like, big release in, like, recent memory would probably be around the time that the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 came out because if you remember – you know, I mean, we were both super young, so we don't really. Mm-hmm. But I think both consoles came out in like 2006, 2007, and then immediately following that, you know, like the next year, two years after, uh, the economic crash in the United States with the with yep. the housing with the housing uh, the housing pop. You know, that was really bad. That was horrible. It literally tanked, you know, our economy in a really bad way. But I don't think if you like put in your own research that like those kind of things affected the rate of production or the availability of those consoles. They didn't affect the market for them. I mean, you had a lot of people that were having to suffer, a lot of people that were dying because they 
you know, they had to give up like a lot of assets like their houses and their cars, you know, to make sure that they didn't fall into debt and that, you know, that they survived. Something else I wanted to talk about, like earlier on why it's so different. Um, now it's now the information on these things are way more accessible before they even release. Mm-hmm. Like um, before the PS5 or Xbox Series X even came out three, three, four years before it even came out, we were we were getting leaked information about them. Which did, um, we did, which did show a spike in the hype about the consoles, mm-hmm. which made people more excited for it. Yeah. Um, we were getting, we were getting little um, anonymous, anonymous quotes from people that worked at Sony, people that worked at Xbox that had information on them, and that would just excite the consumers even more and um, make them wait. And I think that could def- that definitely probably had an effect on why they're selling out so fast because you know th- this is stuff that people have been waiting for for you know really half a decade if you think about it um because you know after after a while even though people still love the console they'll eventually they'll get bored of it and if not bored of it they'll you know they'll be craving for something new just in general like just something new that they want yeah and i mean that's probably one of the main things that uh these like big companies are focusing on you know with these age demographics for their consoles and their video games becoming lower and lower you know uh, each year, especially in the United States, I don't really know about like uh, worldwide because you know, but their demographics are getting younger, and if they're getting younger, that means their attention spans are shorter. You know, there's there's less focus on the long distance rather than the short distance. Like, what can captivate your audience the most in the shortest amount of time? Like when they're building these consoles immediately after the release of like the generation that comes before them, they're automatically thinking, okay. What are the things that we can put in this that will attract the most amount of people from different demographics? This is the mm-hmm. same reason why, like, the iPhone is so popular. Uh, I remember having a conversation with uh, Mr. Westbrook. The iPhone – or no, this wasn't actually with Mr. Westbrook. This was actually with uh, it's actually with uh, our manager. Uh, he was telling us about, like, how the iPhone it's, – it's not the most popular phone because it's not the best phone. It's the most user-friendly. It's literally the most user-friendly phone that you can get. And it's because it's glitzy, it's pretty, it's colorful. It doesn't cater to any one person. No. it's Or it's, any one kind of, per, kind of person. Exactly. And I think that's why we're seeing where more and more people are gutting towards these, uh, these newer consoles because they're beginning to pertain to more and more audiences. Like, I don't know how many times I've heard the comparison between console and PC. As soon as that kind of conversation started taking off at, you know, like the turn of the 2010s, maybe mid-2010s, like 2013, 14, 15, I definitely understand that Sony and Microsoft were like, okay, we've got to build something that's going to captivate more people to come to console rather than PC. Because if we give them something that's like even a fraction of what that experience is like, they're going to be like, oh, there's an extreme price difference. Why would I go and try to build a console, build a PC or buy a PC when I could just go to Xbox and get that same experience for yeah. like a fourth of the price. Cause that's just logical. That just makes sense. So when they're doing that, they're already programming into people's brains. Hey, we're selling it for cheaper. It's easier to access and your tiny little brain can process it easier. You should buy this instead. And people are immediately like, Oh yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that instead of building a $1,500 PC. What's the point? Very true. Um, with me and you being um, on the opposite spectrum of the consoles, we yeah. could butt head sometime. But one thing that I think all gamers can agree on is that both both of these um both of these things are 
great for the future of gaming. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they're – I think both of them with their differences, each difference that they have makes them what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the competition's fun and all, you know, jokingly, whatever. But at the end of the day, this is, this is a great thing for gamers. Um, sure, you know, there's – there's so much like malicious stuff going on about it, but I think that's just a credit to how how good these both of these companies have managed to make these consoles and how much work they've really put into it. And you know, I think it's I think the future is pretty bright for gaming. Oh yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that both of these consoles are kind of uh, setting a precedent. And I mean, there's no telling, you know, 10, 20 years from now if they're still building consoles. I mean. There's no telling how much better they're going to be from what we're having today. Yeah, it's yesterday. hard to imagine, but we said the same thing 10 years ago. Exactly. And, I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. All righty. All right, thanks, Evan. Um, thanks for coming today. That's all for this podcast, guys. We'll see you next time. The Razorback Podcast is produced on the campus of Arkansas High School. The associate producer of the Razorback Podcast is Evan Burton, and the executive producer is Devontae Jamison. Thanks for listening to Razorback Podcast.